What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another rendition, another show, another lovely get-together of generational sports. My co-host, Josh, how are we doing? Doing good, man. The pup uh, the pup is doing real good. So he's it's good life over here, except the player props. We're not hitting this weekend. You know, it is a struggle sometimes in life. Listen, I feel it. You know, you know, and and we'll get we'll get to you, Caleb. But Caleb, welcome to the show for sure, of course. And boys, I think you'll actually. I don't know, Caleb. If, have you? Did you grow up in Florida? Uh, part of my life I grew up in Florida. The other part of it I grew up in Tennessee. So I don't. know. Okay, so you might. I don't know. I don't know how weather works in Tennessee. So, but Josh, I think you'll be able to understand. Well, you know those beautiful times when you would just get absolutely smacked by mother nature with snow and you would get that wonderful text message or wonderful you know notification from somebody that school was canceled oh yeah we had, well, let we me had tell you something let me tell you something it doesn't happen anymore okay because <laughs> out we are getting bitch slapped over here in new york by mother nature i'm talking like two feet of snow i think it's like an inch every hour and what did i wake up to a text message from my college in-person classes are canceled. Online classes go as normal. Son of a bitch. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it's, it's just not the same, bro. It's, it's just simply not the same. It used to be such a wonderful feeling. But hey, I guess that's life in, the, in 2021. But that's how life is going. Caleb, how's your life going? Oh, it's good. It's not as cold as it is up there for y'all. Being getting like it's like forty five degrees, so that's not horrible. But uh, still, all right, you know, getting some opportunities thrown my way and, and my other my full time, you know, life and career path. So um, that's exciting. I got a new tattoo, so that's cool. Um, nothing oh, else other than where, that's cool. What, what is this? I didn't even I didn't even know this. Are you gonna see it real quick? I do want to see. Oh yes, sir. Actually, I def I definitely lied then because I you definitely sent that in, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I definitely sent it into the chat. I definitely yeah. sent it. All right. I you do know, remember. I, I, I act like that was cool for a second. Oh, you know. <laughs> well, you know, before we came on the show, I wanted to make sure Caleb was gonna was gonna, you know, stay like this because hopefully we're getting, you know, more female viewers with Mr. Tank Top over here as Perry over on Twitch. No, we're back, back to that. Oh, <laughs> interesting development too. You're getting a butterfly. <laughs> I could, I could see. I think, I think Caleb would rock in a little butterfly uh, stamp on the back. I would, I would. <laughs> well, you know what? Everybody to each their own. But before we get into everything, let's thank our sponsors. As we always do, we pay the bills, like I like to say. So if you're into the betting world, like I know both of my guests here are today, and while well, your boy is too, except I'm putting a little bit of a limit on myself recently. I mean, <laughs> how else am I going to invest in Dogecoin if I don't have money to, if I'm blowing all my money on a, on, on betting, but if you are into the betting world, make sure you go over to mybookie.ag, use promo code USN100 to double your first deposit up to $1,000. I mean, come on, people. We got the Super Bowl. We got NBA basketball going on. Hockey is back. I mean, I don't even know if you can bet on NASCAR, but I'm sure you can, and I'm pretty sure I saw today that that's coming back. There's fights all the time. Baseball will be here in a couple months. It's a wonderful time to be a sports fan. So if you're into the betting world, make sure you go on over there now. With all of your winnings, of course, because you're going to be a professional better. You know, you're going to hit at that like 55% clip that you have to be to be a professional better. So with all that money, make sure you go over to rxm.com. Use code rxm-usn to save you 10% on your entire order. They got the premium CBD creams. Caleb, I know that you are a big fan. 
I love it, dude. I, I've got lower back problems because I'm always on my feet at work. From that, uh, from that butterfly tat, huh? Yeah, it, you know, <laughs> it just goes hand in hand with one another. You got to keep that thing nice and shiny, anyways. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, hot and cold, you know, therapy going on there. It's really nice, especially like right before you go to bed. So, um, highly, highly recommend it. I'm about to have to get a new, a new tub, I guess you can call it, um, of it. So, I'll be heading over there and get my temperature off very soon. Yes, sir. And then. Last, but certainly not least, as I like to say, go over to Teespring slash stores slash unwrapped and make sure you go check out the store. We got unwrapped gear, but not only do we have the unwrapped gear, no, 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 no. And we have some great designs. Yes, we do. But if you want to support the boys, feel free. Generational Sports has some great merch. I mean, we got the mask, which I wear every day at work. We got a beautiful shirt. I mean, we and everybody who has a live show got some merch. We got the hard count has their merch. Ladies First has their merch. Uh, uh, Aaron's podcast. I can't think of the name. Business uh, Casual Basketball. This, yep, there you go. Caleb, you have you have merch, don't you, buddy? Yeah, I have Saturday standouts and keeping it blunt on there. My my two shows with the network. So you guys head over there and grab some of that. Yes, sir. So make sure you support the squad. And hey, if you want to support the squad even more, we you know I, we announced it today. If, if, I mean, and if I get this wrong, I'll probably be murdered, but I'm pretty sure we tweeted it out. We got a Patreon now. So if you really want to support Unwrapped, a dollar, you just support us. $10, I believe, you get you get into a Amazon gift card giveaway. And then I believe it might be $20, you can get a signed jersey giveaway. So, and you get access to, you know, a, a chat with all of us if, if you know, you if you want to talk to us which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. So if you want to support the squad, make sure you do that. And, you know, I'll throw these out there as well. Perry commented on Twitch. We're over live on YouTube as well. Uh, Twitter, I believe, is shutting down in March, like the Periscope not thing. Twitter, so, Perry, yeah, Perry. yeah, not Twitter. <laughs> Twitter trust me, not Twitter, Periscope. I, listen, whatever. Now, everybody knows Twitter ain't shutting down. It's the best social media ever created. I don't want to hear no objections either. You know, people talking about Facebook out here. What are you, 65? I'm looking at you, Perry. But yeah, Periscope shutting down. So we funnel everything through Twitch, YouTube. Uh, if you miss anything, it's always available. So with all that being said, let's get down to the business. And you know how we started off, people. Okay, we've even been on the show before. So you know how we started off over yes, here. Sir. We are going to start it off with an absolutely wonderful. Who am I? Now, for the people who might be new and don't know how this works around here, we give our, our great guest a minute. You know, 30, 40 seconds to guess who the player is going to be. Josh, you have the hints. When you start the first hint, I'll start the timer. <clears throat> I was drafted in the first round of the 2007 draft out of FSU. Oh, that means you have yeah. to get it. Yeah. All right, 2007 first round. <clears throat> 2007. Quarterback? Nope. No. All right, spent go to the next 10, Spent 10 of his 11 seasons with the Steelers. Okay. He's second all-time in solo tackles in Steelers history. Vince Williams. Nope. Damn. Because you how much a fan I am. <laughs> Fake fan. Take, fan. That, take that flag down over the hill. <laughs> <laughs> He played his he played his last season in 2017 with the Dolphins. Oh man. Solo tackles. First round draft pick 2007. Dolphins, Steelers. 
2007. Good lord. Got another, another 30 seconds there, Kale. You better you uh, better get on on that thinking train, buddy. Is he? Is he? I'll give you another one. He's a linebacker, middle okay. linebacker. All right, all right, ah, dude, it's blowing me. Um, middle linebacker. I give up. Honestly, I, give up. I don't even know this either. So I'm, I'm pressured. I'm pressured. I'm pressured. I can't. I can't think right now. All right, it was Lawrence Timmons. Lawrence Timmons. There we go. Gosh, how could you forget Lawrence Timmons? <laughs> I was going through like FSU people trying to find one, but like there were a bunch of super obvious ones like Jameis and Dalvin Cook. And I was like, I got to find someone that actually. <laughs> oh, Caleb right. yeah, is very one. familiar with Dalvin Cook. DC4, my guy. He's my guy, DC4, baby. Well, trust me, we were talking about it before the show. You and you and Dalvin, boys out here. Dalvin has helped the wallet several times. He's a moneymaker out here, boys. All right. Well, let's get into it. We're going to start off with what we have to start off with. It's Super Bowl week, baby. I mean, it's the biggest story in sports right now. And, of course, you know, the minute we ended the show last week, I was like, you know what? I, I got to get somebody on for next week. I was like, and who better than a Tampa Bay Bucks fan? Now, he's only been a Buccaneers fan for this year. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. He has been a Bucs fan, so we had to get Caleb on. So we got to start off with the Super Bowl. Now, Caleb, this might go towards you because you might have watched, you know, probably all the games and maybe a little bit more. I mean, I did watch all of them because, you know, dad's on the team, so I had to watch, see what was good. But how much do you think that the game being in Tampa will help the Bucs? Well, we'll start. We'll throw to you first, Caleb. I mean, it's the first time it's ever happened in, in Super Bowl history. So, I mean, obviously that's a big deal. Uh, and then you have, you know, being in Tampa, it's better weather than than it might be in other parts of the world. So that's a big advantage to the Bucks as well. Uh, but ultimately, it's not going to be a full stadium, you know, but uh, I'm sure a lot of these Bucks fans did snag up these tickets, you know, prior to the champion, the NFC, AFC championship game. Um, so, you know, We'll see if it makes that big of a difference. I don't think it's going to make a huge difference. Just based, it's not going to be a, a full stadium or anything like that. And it's also the Super Bowl, so you kind of start tuning those type of things out. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily a huge deal, but it, you know, uh, maybe a slight advantage there. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I think I don't think it's an advantage when it comes down to game time, but preparation wise, I do think they get a bit of an advantage. Yeah. You know, they're used to being in Tampa; they get to stick to their normal routine versus normally in a Super Bowl. Well, every year before this year, both teams have basically been road teams and, and had to do things a little bit differently. But for game-wise, I, I don't think it brings an advantage. They're both going to be ready to go and, and have a balanced playing field because it's a Super Bowl of the last two teams. But definitely for practice-wise and just, just as a team before the game, I think the Bucks have a little bit of an advantage there. I think as another say, advantage, sorry. Oh, as we say hello to Skura, of course. Always <laughs> one of our big fans in here. But go ahead, Kevin. that. Uh, another advantage is what we're seeing now is this whole COVID thing, and that's happening with, with the Chiefs, as we've seen in the news today. A bunch of their offensive linemen are getting it, one of their wide receivers got it as well. So that's probably due to travel, um, not necessarily them going out or anything. So the Bucks not necessarily having to do that and knowing where to stay in Tampa and where not to go to be able to contract. You know, COVID is probably an advantage towards them as well. So, I think the thing that gives them a little bit of an advantage, too, like you said, I don't think it's anything crazy. I mean – it probably does help them. I mean, they're staying in their own houses now. It's not, you know, you're in the hotel for 
the week. You don't have to practice in a different spot. You know, you're used to everything. You can stick to your schedule. You could almost treat it, and it's stupid to say about the Super Bowl, but you could almost treat it like it's any other week. Um, and it's it's all about really the comfortability too, because now you're playing in your home stadium. You know, you're in your you're in your own locker room. You're at your own house. I think that really just just helps them out a lot. It's like you said, Caleb. There's no travel involved, so now the stress of having to travel and you know. It is a Super Bowl, so maybe you want to get your family there. I mean, I don't even know if that's possible during this age and with COVID and everything, but you don't have to worry about your family, you know, traveling and and this that. So I definitely think it gives them a little bit of an advantage, you know, just the familiarity. Uh, you always see a lot of teams usually play better at home, and it's the first home Super Bowl, so we're gonna find out if that really is, you know, something that's gonna make a difference. I think it's still crazy to me that with all these years that there's never been a home Super Bowl. Like mm-hmm. it's it's absolutely wild to me. Uh, the Chiefs played the Bucks on the road in Week 14. Yeah, and they and the Chiefs did up winning that game, and I I think we'll we'll probably be getting into that a little bit as well. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I I mean, listen, the Chiefs' offense <laughs> can can play anywhere. It doesn't really matter. You know, you've obviously seen them play outside in the cold. You can see them play in a dome. I, it doesn't matter for them. But I think for the Bucks, it's just that slight advantage of, uh, like you said, Caleb, not you know going knowing where to not go as i right. finally learned english and uh you know just playing in your home stadium and everything like that so i think i think it'll be a little bit of, of a thing for them but whatever we'll, we'll, we're gonna find out and we will also find out who's gonna have the better game you guys leaning towards brady or mahomes here josh yeah i'm leaning towards mahomes uh, i think it's really gonna come down to him making the big plays i don't think their running game is gonna be a factor as much. I think for the Bucks, the running game is going to be a huge factor. But uh, I think Mahomes overall will have the better game. Uh, I just think he's going to put up better numbers, and I think he'll just overall have a more impressive game than Brady because I don't think Brady will have to do as much as he has in past Super Bowls. So I'd go with Mahomes. Yeah, I completely agree with Josh. Um, but I have a different type of reasoning is that we've seen the Bucks a lot of times get up early in games and then, you know, kind of – fade off as the game goes on until maybe towards the end and they start to pick it back up again in the second half. Um, so I, I kind of can see that happening in this game as well, where the Chiefs get behind because um, they've had the travel. They're not comfortable yet in, in their situation or where they're at. And then, I mean, that it happened last Super Bowl for them as well. So you're going to see Patrick Mahomes have to throw the ball to be successful. They don't necessarily run the ball all the time. They, they like to throw the ball. Um, both offenses like to throw the ball. So I think Mahomes is, like Josh was saying, is going to have the better game, the better stats. Um, But ultimately, you know, is that going to win them the game? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if it'll be enough for them. And and like Josh was saying as well, you know, the Bucs are a little bit more balanced than than say so the Chiefs are. Um, So, you know, they like to get the run game going first to open up, you know, the play action passing game for Brady. And he's not going to have to have one of those 400 yard games to be able to win this one because, you know, you got a nice lethal backfield back there in Rojo and Leonard Fournette, one-two punch. So um, you can rely on those guys to, you know, get the ball rolling and then, you know, just sprinkle Brady in there and then, you know, get the ball out to, you know, your your weapons on the outside. So I, I think Mahomes is going to have – and he's going to test that secondary. Um, Tampa secondary, they've showed up in these playoffs, but they haven't necessarily been, you know, world beaters throughout the whole regular season. Um, so they're going to be Not tested. 14 uh, against Hill, I'll tell you that. Right. Yeah, we we're gonna try not to give him another two hundred yard performance in the first quarter. So, but yeah, I think I think I agree with both of you as well. I think Mahomes is probably gonna have end up having the better game, but I also agree with Caleb is if that's gonna be what wins it, because uh, you know you, you listen, and I'm gonna throw it out there because I, I like to annoy people. You see it with Dak Prescott. 
I mean, he he might have the better game sometimes, but sometimes it's those garbage time stats and and just the little things like that. Now, I think the key really will be, you know, the running game and things like that. I know we're gonna get into, you know, what's the biggest uh position besides quarterback, Luke. Listen, we had you on the show last week. You're never welcome back, but you know what? You can say whatever you want. You're just mad because the Packers aren't in the Super Bowl, and your little Aaron Rodgers is, is you know crying about it and riding in the back of a pickup truck with some drinking his light. beer. Yeah, Bud Light too. What are you, an animal? But whatever, it's fine. It's, you, must, it's fine. you must be 18, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. There's, I'm telling you, I'm sorry, bro. If you, I'm, you know, there's people out there that really do like beer. I think you need to be checked. You don't like beer? Oh, well, I would, good, I I would drink beer. my piss over Bud Light. What do you drink, hon? Anything but beer. <laughs> Mimosas? Yo, he's, listen. He's milk out of his out of his baby bottle. Yo, listen. Let me tell you something. I don't know what your guys' problem is with milk, but it's really good. See? You don't have a problem with it. It's your obsession with it. That's, that's Bro, the it's, Milk is fantastic. What are you talking it's, it's about? It's great. I love milk too, but you talk about it too much. It's a little sus, man. It's... Nah, bro. It's just because <laughs> it's, it's listen, there there's like tears to things. There's like oxygen, brain function, and then milk. <laughs> like that, that's two things that let us live and then milk. You know what? On the seventh day, God didn't rest, okay? He created milk. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm just letting the people know, okay? It's it, it's really is as simple as that. But yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with you guys. Like I said, I think Mahomes will probably have the better numbers. Uh, I think Brady will do what he has to do to try and win this game. But I mean, you even look back, I know it's a, obviously a different team, but every Patriots Super Bowl is oh is just awful in the first quarter. <laughs> like I, I don't think Brady's ever scored a touchdown or even scored points possibly in the first quarter of a Super Bowl. So that's definitely not going to help them out <laughs> playing the Chiefs. You got to hope that that they're going to be slowed down in the first quarter as well. And like Caleb said, you know, last year's Super Bowl, though, it was against a ferocious defense in the 49ers. You know, they weren't, you know, they didn't get off to the hottest start in the first quarter either. Uh, and then the other thing you got to look at is Mahomes threw the two interceptions last year in, in the Super Bowl. Now you can do that probably against Jimmy Garoppolo, but uh, I don't know if you can do it against Brady now. Granted, this isn't. 35 year old Brady, <laughs> but uh, it's definitely something. And Gen Z has Drake Bell. Caleb, I didn't know that you were Drake Bell. Uh, apparently, it's my look alike. So, you know, I got to no, start making TikToks where they do the hand Josh. thing. We got Drake and Justin. Oh, I don't see it. I don't see it, though. I, I don't see Drake Bell. I don't at see all. Drake Bell either. I don't know. I've gotten so many things in the past year. I've got Drake Bell. I've gotten uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, what I used to have, you know hair that I used to do like that. I've got Justin Bieber when I used to have your type of flow, Anthony. Like I, I well, first of all, I don't want to hear I have Justin Bieber hair because I had this hair before Justin Bieber was a thing. So he has my hair, okay? <laughs> what you were like four? Yeah, <laughs> and guess what? I had luscious hair. It's, it's, okay. it's fine. Well this one is true though, Alex. Perry does look exactly like Pete Davidson. It, it's it's scary. It really is. I mean, you guys have that weird app, which, by the way, I still haven't, you know, had access to. Where you guys can put faces on the different gifts and stuff like that. Just, you know, a little upset about that. But put you put Perry on a Pete Davidson game. It's the exact same thing. It's it's a little it's a little uh, unsettling. I'm not gonna lie here, but we digress. We'll move on. Uh, <laughs> what is the most important non-quarterback position for the Chiefs in this game? Uh, 
you can go a whole lot of different places, but Caleb, we'll start with you. What do you think is you know the most important thing for them? I'm going to lead off and say their most important thing right now is going to be their center spot. I don't know who their backup center is going to be, and that's going to be an important aspect because their center is now out with COVID, and he's on the COVID reserve list right now, so he's not going to be playing on Sunday. And that's going to that's one of the most important relationships in the game of football is between center and quarterback in terms of not turning the ball over. Um, and especially in pressure situations, and you're going to have a backup center starting in, in the Super Bowl. Um, so he's going to have nerves there immediately. I originally probably was going to go with Tyreek Hill um, just because of what he did in this the first matchup between these two teams and, you know, picking on that young buck secondary. But, you know, with, the, with their center being knocked out today and seeing that news, I, I have to go with, with that position for the Chiefs because all, all it takes is one time you lose that ball and, you know, Tampa Bay's defensive line, that's all they're looking for is to get after a football. So um, they're very veteran, you know, group right there. So they're going to be after him and they're, you know, they're going to be chirping and talking to him um, while he's back down there on the line. So we'll see Um, if he has a good game, then I I expect them to hold up, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I agree with Caleb that uh, that center position is, is definitely going to be questionable heading into this game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, I'm going with the player props these days, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going with Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think they need him to make some magical plays. It's going to come down. I think it's going to be a really close game, like a really intense, close, fun Super Bowl. And I think it'll come down to a big fourth quarter play that he's going to have to make. And and we've seen him do that before. He did it last year against the 49ers. He had an amazing game against the Bucks this year. So I'm going with Tyreek Hill. I think if he has a big game, it's... I think the Chiefs will definitely win this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Caleb here and, you know, sort of you, Josh, as well, but I'm going to expand it out a little bit. I'm actually going to go with the entire Chiefs offensive line right now um, for the simple fact that I believe that Mitchell Schwartz, you know, did something to his Achilles tendon, so he's out. That's their left tackle. I believe their right tackle is out as well, and now their center is out. Um, <laughs> listen, I don't know every single person on the Chiefs offense, but let me tell you something right now. You're missing three offensive linemen in the biggest game of the year against a pass rush that definitely is uh, not bad, to say the least. You got uh, Barra coming off one edge. You got JPP. You got the Fridge 2.0 and Vita Vea in the middle trying to stop everything you know going through there. So it'll definitely be a, a big test for them, uh, to say the least. So I kind of expanded out to the entire offensive line because here's the thing. I you know, I think Mahomes is gonna do what he's what he's gonna do as Josh brings out the puppy again. You know, we're listen, let me tell you something. We're absolutely gonna get more female viewers this this stream of all time. We got Caleb on here <laughs> looking like this. Now we got a puppy. I mean, my hair looks good. What, what else could you need? What, what else do you really need right now? I mean, why wouldn't you be watching this stream right now if you're a why, why not watch the stream? Or, you know, if you miss the stream, feel free. You know, the podcast will probably be uploaded tomorrow if your boy doesn't forget. But uh, this is this is also a great question. Caleb, with the Bucks win, how close to alcohol poisoning are you during celebration? Exceed. Digress. Uh, yeah, I, think, I, I, think, I think if we had to give him a, you a test, you'd be at a, at least a point three. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm probably – I wouldn't blow, you know, just because. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, I'll probably, probably – I'll probably be, you know, pretty close. Uh, I'm sure my boss might get a text, you know, that night instead of the morning after because I'm not going to be waking up until probably like three, depending on how this goes. I mean, it's been so long since we've even been in a Super Bowl. I mean, the last time we were in a Super Bowl, we won it. So that was awesome. So I mean, it's been a while and we've gone through these years of just 
shitty football, honestly. And so it's it's going to be exciting, especially, you know, the city of Tampa, you know, where they won the Stanley Cup and then they got to the World Series in baseball. They didn't win it. Obviously, the Dodgers got that one. But, you know, if, the, if they win this, I mean, I, I don't live in Tampa, but, you know, I, I know a lot of people there and I'm going to be celebrating with people doing the same thing. So um, it's going to be a fun time. And, you know, Florida people are crazy anyway. So, yeah, you, know, you are. Go ahead and judge me while you're here. <laughs> Kale, I need you to also answer this. Kale's DMs have been insane since the TikTok video per Woj. This is true. There's one video. There's I, I've had to put you know kind of a a delay on on making my second TikTok because there's there's something going on. But you know, as you can tell, I, I'm fresh place and clean now. Um, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're gonna be back at the TikTok game real close. I think I'm gonna do that. What's the the shadow thing? Oh the, God! The the silhouette so challenge. Yeah, the silhouette challenge. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna do the silhouette challenge. Listen, Caleb. Listen, I with like it with like it with like a cowboy hat or something, dude. Big, listen, I better see nothing peeking out. No, okay. Listen, I, uh, I don't even. I don't even think I'll be able to watch it. Mm. I also don't know if it'll be family friendly. And I just said in the chat, you know, some people got kids in there. That's true. That's true. Michael, stay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. you know what? And this is the perfect segue to what we just said because Perry said this is practically foreign, Johnny. Hot stuff. I mean, it's the show's going off off the rails. I, Caleb is quoted as saying, "I'm not a player. I just crush a lot per Schefter." I mean, we got Woj reporting on you. We got Schefter reporting on you. I mean, this is this is uncharted territory. Usually, you don't see that crossover. One sticks to basketball, one to football. But I mean, I'm Caleb kind of a big just, deal. Kind next, of a big next, deal. Well, listen, like listen. That. Next thing you know. Jeff Paskin of the MLB world will be reporting on Caleb as well. It's it's we're gonna get him a tryout with the Rays. Oh God, it's just it's hold just on. I got I got I got Shams on the phone. Oh okay, yeah. So you let me yeah you let me know what he says. You know what? Speaking of that, I hate. I was watching the Colin Coward show today because I was bored, and he was like, "Oh, I got a text message," and then he's like, "Oh, but I can't tell you guys. I hate people like that. Should be in prison." <laughs> If you do that, you're the worst type of person. It's absolutely unbelievable. Mark is still waiting on his chicken cutlass from Nan per Nan. Listen, per Nan. Nan. Listen, <laughs> Nan is a hot commodity. What can I say? She's finally back from She's Albany hot, yeah. taking care of my cousin. I finally have her back in my life. The chicken cutlets are flowing. Oh, it's a wonderful time to be uh, to be in New York right now. Just saying. The winter wonderland, Nan's food. What else? Do you, I mean, this is an unbelievable life I'm living out here. But let's get back to uh, the Super Bowl, which I think people actually wanted to hear about. Uh, <laughs> we'll switch it over to the Buck side of things. What is the most important thing for them, Josh, besides the quarterback, obviously? I'm going with their secondary. Uh, I think they're going to have to have a big game, too. There's no really stopping Mahomes, just overall. Caleb, you have been in the gym, bro. Flexible. Yeah, facts. You don't get, uh, you don't get muscles like, like that with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to wear listen i don't get to wear tank tops i'd have side boob and all that but you know caleb over here don't worry about it Honey's requesting all Honey's requesting from all females interested that nan gets 48 percent of his time listen For if you gosh. don't like no here's the thing if you don't like nan i don't like you it's it's pretty simple so you know whatever but josh continue yeah, I think there's no really stopping Mahomes. You can only hope to slow him down. I think the secondary is going to have to have a big day. Uh, hopefully they don't just let Tyree Kill go one-on-one against – who was it in week 14? Like he was just cooking him. He was uh, – Was it uh, Carlton Davis? I think it was Carlton Davis. Davis. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he can have a better 
performance this time against Tyreek Hill. But I think the secondary is going to have to have a big game for uh, them to give their offense an opportunity to, to stay with the Chiefs. So the secondary, I would say, is the most important position outside of what Brady does. Yeah, you know, Josh and I have both said that and mentioned that earlier that Tyreek Hill absolutely torched, absolutely torched the secondary <laughs> in their last matchup. So they're going to have to definitely step up. But the player that I've kind of been highlighting ever since the Saints game when he just absolutely balled out, it's also on the defensive side of the ball, and that's uh, linebacker Devin White. He's been playing like a man on fire in these playoffs. We haven't seen him play a game like he did against the Saints all regular season. Um, he he didn't necessarily have the stats or the things to show for it against Green Bay, but he made he filled all the right holes that he was supposed to, made the right plays where he's supposed to, instead of making all the splash plays like he did against the Saints. I think he's going to have to have you know maybe either one or the other type of game this week as well during the Super Bowl, and it's because he's so young and he he's playing along a veteran and, and you know Levante David. So Mahomes wins, hunts ketchup with Panthers versus Caleb. Yeah, I can't believe he puts ketchup on everything. It's disgusting. Oh, just um, what a freak. So disgusting. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think Devin White's going to have to play play extremely well and do what he's been doing this whole playoff because you're going to have to get through that offensive line somewhere, and you really need to get after it now, especially with them ha- without having three of their starting offensive linemen in there. It's going to be imperative that you get in and try and get to the quarterback and not let Mahomes get outside the pocket and, and be able to throw the ball and, you know, do no-look passes like he normally does. Force him to run. Mahomes doesn't like to run the ball. So if you do force him out of the pocket, at least have somebody like the wherewithal as a secondary to be able to stick on your wide receivers and don't let them lose. Um, But Devin White is one of those guys that I think he can keep up with Mahomes and be able to kind of shadow him if he does get outside that pocket. So he's going to have to make some some nice plays in this one, in my opinion, for that defense to kind of get their stops and build that confidence within, you know, that young linebacker room and secondary. Josh has so many jerseys. He has Caleb soccer jersey and Alex baseball jersey per Christian. Yo, I will say, Josh, Josh got the jersey collection down pat. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get up there. I got my three baseball jerseys. You know, once my, once all my stocks go to the moon, shout out Reddit. I'll, uh, I'll be able to buy jerseys too. So, it's okay. Um, I said this before. And I'm, I'm going to go on the opposite side of things here. I said, you know, for the Chiefs, there's their offensive line. I think you look at the Bucks; it has to be the defensive line. Like I mentioned before, you're going to have JPP off one edge against a backup tackle. You're going to have uh, Bear off the other edge against a backup tackle. And you're going to have Vita Vea up front, uh, who will probably play more snaps than he did last week. I know he was kind of on a snap count sort of thing last week uh, against the backup center. So if they can dominate that, you're getting pressure from, you know, the three main spots that you want to. Uh, because if you can contain the edges and then make them step up into the pocket and then you have Vita Vea bearing down on you as well. Listen, I know Patrick Mahomes plays in the NFL, but I don't really think anybody wants to see a 400-pound Samoan monster or whatever <laughs> Vita Vea is to uh, be in your face. So it's definitely going to be uh, interesting to see uh, what happens there. But I, I got to go with the defensive line. I think that's more important uh, because I think, I, think the, uh, I think the corners and everything like that will be more prepared this this time around. You obviously can't – listen, if if Hill can repeat a 200-yard performance in the first quarter, we got other problems in life uh, because that just means you're kind of just not prepared. Uh, you saw what he did against you last time, so you kind of prepare for that. So I'm going to go with the defensive line on this one, but that's going to be a battle to really pay attention. You know, they always say the cliches, you know, you got you to win the battle up front. And uh, this is what it's really going to turn into. Like I said, backup tackles versus <laughs> people that couldn't – you know, be all pros and, and pro bowlers and things like that. So 
you're definitely going to want to you know pay attention to that because you force Mahomes out of the pocket like like you said, Caleb. Then you know you maybe put a spy on him in a certain way uh, with Devin White, who's you know fast as all hell. So now he can't run for the first downs. Uh, you know they just got speed all over that defense. So it's going to be a very interesting thing to to watch the back and forth there. But if the Bucks win, is Brady the most accomplished athlete of all time? We'll go with you, Caleb. I think he already is the most accomplished athlete of all time. I mean, six rings after going, this is his 10th Super Bowl. You know, that, that's pretty amazing uh, as is. And nobody's ever been able to do that. Um, I mean, you can even say LeBron James going to eight finals in a row and, you know, that's that's a pretty big deal too but i mean he didn't win like brady's been able to win so it, it's insane you you talk about you know greatest of all times tiger woods jack nicholas in golf um in baseball you got the babe ruth you got you know um hank aaron who just passed away r.i.p the the home run king you know guys of that nature who are just at the top of their game but nobody's been able to do what brady has ever been able to do and you just got to respect it for that i mean i used to hate brady um just out of pure hate because it, it was just you know year after year after year after year they were just unstoppable unstoppable and you nobody could you know beat them and they were just constantly winning um but then you get to know the guy once you he comes to your team and you're like okay you, you understand the type of preparation the type of confidence he puts into his teammates what he's able to do with a team is just incredible and you have to be able to respect the man for that and i think he is going to go down as probably the best athlete that we have ever seen play a sport yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I think, like, right now, win or lose this Super Bowl, he's got a probably the best argument for most accomplished athlete of all time. I mean, just being able to dominate a sport for as long as he has. Like, LeBron has dominated the sport basically his entire career, but he doesn't have the championships that Brady has. Brady's been doing it longer than Jordan did and, and longer than a lot of those other guys have, too. So I definitely think if he gets number seven, you know, first person to win a, a Super Bowl while hosting it, first year with a new team, he wins it. I think he's definitely by far the most accomplished. Right now, I'd say he's like neck and neck with with the goats of the other sports, you know, like Tiger and, and Jordan and all those guys. But I think if he gets this one, he'll he'll definitely be most accomplished ever. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm right up there with you. You know, I've I, I obviously was too young. Josh, you too. I can't forget how old you are, so I can't say that. Um <clears throat> Uh, that I, I obviously didn't get to see those first three Super Bowls. I was, you know, in diapers probably still. So I didn't get to see that. But, you know, I started paying attention to football probably 07, which is obviously the undefeated season before they got the, they lost due to the luckiest play in NFL history. Um, but we don't even talk about that. It never even happened. doesn't matter. Uh, so I've seen it, you know, my entire life pretty much. It's, it's amazing uh, what he has done. Uh, you know, and like you said, Caleb, a lot of people, you know, just hate on the greatness, of course, before you, you kind of see it up close. Uh, I never hated on because I always saw it up close. I always saw, you know, the the competitive fire and, and things like that. So probably has to go down as, as one or two. You know, you can make arguments for other people, of course, and uh, I'll let you do that. But 10 Super Bowls, uh, he's won six MVPs. Uh, had the he's gonna have he's probably gonna end up having the record for most touchdowns most passing yards in nfl history as well and the thing that really you know solidifies it for me is you, you know you look at lebron who's been doing this for a really long time but it's also basketball where it's not a, as obviously not as a physical sport i mean you look at some of the hits brady's taken 
and things like that and just the durability that he's had over his entire career i mean he's had one major injury that i can remember uh obviously in 2008 when he tore his uh i believe it was his acl i want to say because he's worn a knee brace since then but it's it's the dominance that brady has shown and you know We'll put it up here. And Brady's dominance just proves how dominant LeBron has really been, even though I can't stay that BJ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy to see. And, you know, I, w- I want to ask you guys this, too. Feel free to, you know, play, you know, participate in the comments as well. I saw this on Colin Coward's show today as well. We'll compare Brady to the other goats of sports and you want, and tell me which one you would take. I'll, 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 be your, I'll be your hostess with the mostess over here, and I'll, I'll let you guys play along. So – We'll start with baseball. You taking Brady or Babe Ruth? Brady. Brady. I don't know too much about Babe Ruth. So and then Babe we'll... Ruth's records and everything have been, you know, broken, and people didn't think that was ever going to happen. But, you know, some of the things Tom's doing right now, nobody's ever going to break these. I'm sorry, nobody's going to. There's no quarterback in 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 NFL. He has a shot at being able to win six, yet alone maybe even seven championship rings. Uh, no matter how great you know a Patrick Mahomes is, I don't think he's going to reach that pinnacle because it takes a whole group to be able to do that, not just one person. And I, you know, at some point, teams are going to start figuring that out. So um, I, I would have to take you know Brady here. Then you move over to basketball. We'll we'll go. We'll we'll start off with that. We'll start off with this, and I'm going to say both of them. So you MJ and LeBron fans, calm down. Brady or MJ? Uh, I, I'd lean. I'd go Brady still. I think uh, just due to the to the records. I mean, they both got rings, both got a bunch of MVPs, both dominated the league while they were in there. But I'd probably just lean towards Brady just due to the longevity of it. Uh, this is probably the hardest one because they're even. You know, when it comes to championships, they're they're right there with each other, and they're both killers. Like, they both don't care about the other team. They both only want to win. That They only care about one thing, and that's winning and being the best that they could be. And they're so hard on their teammates. So, like, you can't – it's really hard here. But then at the end of the day, Jordan did not last as long into a career like Brady has, and Brady being in, in the contact sport that he is in football compared to what Jordan did. Um, Jordan going to the Washington Wizards, uh, not being able to perform at the level he did when he was with the Bulls. Um I hate bringing this up, but MJ also had Pippen. Um, Brady didn't necessarily have all those guys. Brady had a bunch of, you know, five nine white dudes from like South Dakota State, you know, playing wide receiver other than like Randy Moss. So like whatever that, and you do a lot more with a lot less on your team than perhaps probably the second best player ever um, during that era for for basketball. Um, I think you know it, it just goes to Brady there. Yeah, defense was was huge for the Patriots for that long period of time. But I mean, defense, you know, only can do so much too. So, I mean, you can make that argument, but I, I think Brady still gets that upper hand here. Uh, obviously we'll go to the other go LeBron. Uh, I'd, I'd still probably lean Brady. I mean, I think LeBron is a go basketball wise, but uh, I mean, it's, it's really close here too. You know, with all the LeBron's going to own almost, Every record there is by the time he's done, he's going to be top 10 in, in all the major categories all time. And <laughs> uh, agree to disagree. But, <laughs> but I, I'd still give the edge to Brady, mainly because of the championships. You know, when he got there, he, he finished it off. So I think the championships 
definitely give Brady the edge there. It's all about this when it comes to this argument. I know when it comes to basketball, I like to diminish that argument when it comes to MJ versus LeBron because I'm a LeBron stand myself. So um, it's just a longevity LeBron's been able to do in the, the records. He's, he's a much overall better player than MJ, but that's for a different different time. But um, when it comes to LeBron versus Brady, it's all about this. Yes, they're both going to have records that are going to be close to being unbeatable, um, especially now with the way the NBA is going and you want to have – you know, more balanced, deeper lineups than you, you want just one physical star on your team. You want a big three. So you're getting more around people instead of it just being one dominant player, being able to rack up stats like LeBron did earlier in his career before he started moving towards that. Um, but yeah, Brady gets this one because of, of, of rings. Kale James took LeBron's last name when they got married. Damn, Kale, <laughs> congratulations. Um, We're I'm, expecting sure LeBron, I'm sure LeBron gave you a very nice <laughs> ring. But all right, these are the last two. I'm interested to hear because first of all, well, first of all, I, I remember Cowherd disagrees with you guys on MJ. I think he took MJ. Actually, no, no, I think he took Brady. All right, I lie. He took MJ and he took LeBron over Brady. So he disagrees with you there. I also agree with you guys. So I would take Brady over them as well. Now the last two will go and remember this is on the field at you know stuff. Because this one name, you know, you obviously start thinking about other things. Uh, Muhammad Ali, and then also go with uh, Michael Phelps. I, I would say Michael Phelps over Brady. I mean, the amount of medals, gold medals he has in the Olympics is just, I mean, it's insane what he was able to accomplish. So I would go Phelps over him. And then Ali, I'd probably go Brady over Ali. Ali's... I mean, best boxer of all time, you know, amazing talent. But, you know, he still had some some losses in his career that he definitely should have won. So I think I'd have to lean towards Brady on that one. But I'll take Michael Phelps over Brady. Uh, I'm, I'm in agreement here with Joshua Phelps. I just think doing what he was able to do, being able to swim at the, at the pace that he did and just absolutely smoke the best competition in the world – yeah, the, the players in the NFL are the best at what they do, but there's also guys in rugby that could be really good at football that don't they don't have that chance because they're not over here in the United States to be able to do that. Um, so I think just on a national, a, a worldwide stage like Michael Phelps was, and to be able to just dominate, like it wasn't like oh you know he's he's just he's right there he's, he's just barely winning. It was just like he was kicking ass in the water. Dude was like a torpedo and just blowing people out of the water. So I, I would. Michael Phelps is probably one of the greatest athletes of all time. All, you know, forget about him and, and smoke a pot, which if you think about that, that makes it even crazier, in my opinion, that dude was sitting here smoking weed and he's smoking <laughs> people underwater when he's got to have the lung capacity of like a, I don't know, like, and, and he's smoking. So that makes it even more incredible that he was able to do that. Um, when it comes to Muhammad Ali, I, I agree with you, Josh. There were some losses there for Muhammad Ali that he shouldn't have lost, but um, I think boxing has kind of evolved over time and it's gotten more difficult than it used to be. Um, the athletes are just different, built different nowadays than they used to be back when he was fighting. So um, I like I like <laughs> I like Brady <laughs> over over Ali, but I like Phelps over Brady. Caleb on TikTok versus Brady. Listen, if Caleb does this silhouette challenge, it's I, might I might have to take Caleb. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's going to be real close here. But then again, if Brady does the silhouette challenge with Giselle in it, wraps, bro. Sorry. 
That'd be the most viewed video ever. Super Mario Life right there. And, and, and one of the goats. Now, I see you asked, how is the stream stuff working once it switches to Twitter? See, we're switching off Twitter. So it's going to be kind of the opposite. We're on Twitter right now, but like I said in the beginning of the show, if you still want to watch us, go over to YouTube, Unwrap Sports. I believe it is on YouTube. You can search us up. So we're always live. We go live on there. Also, you can go on Twitch, which is also Unwrap Sports, and watch on Twitch as well. Uh, so everything will still be around. We will still be here. Don't worry. We're not going anywhere. The podcast will still be available. Apple, Spotify, everything. So we ain't going nowhere. Twitter's just putting a little uh, pothole in the road for your boys. It ain't no problem. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some type of, I don't know, software or, or people out there. They're going to be like, Hey, you know, Hey Twitter, like hit us up so we can bring live back to you because Twitter, a lot of Twitter is a bunch of live streaming. So like, whether that's gaming, whether that's, you know, sports networking or anything like that. So I don't think it'll be long or, I mean, who knows, Twitter might even have somebody lined up for once that does happen. So um, we're it's just kind of a, you know, wait and see approach here when it comes to if we're going to actually be on Twitter or not. Now, this is a great question by Alex as well. Connie on COD versus Brady. Let me tell you something. If you haven't seen my Twitch streams, you're missing out, first of all, because let me tell you something. Last night, I didn't stream last night, so this is probably a bad thing to say, but Got like three wins, bro. We're 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 unbelievable. We're unbelievable. And let me tell you something: a war zone win over here, easy money. It's, it ain't no problem. Kale, okay, here, this is you. Yes, sir. What's you know we're gonna get or bands has been back up and running. We haven't seen you other. Yeah, we haven't. Bands has been up and running. We're about to get heavy um, into that too. Once basketball starts, you know, getting deeper and deeper into that. But there's a lot of things. Um, that you know unwraps working on so you know i still got your number tm colt so you know whenever we have bands you know i'll shoot you a link and you know let you know that you know you can come on in oh we got the new baby out here oh the congrats buddy congrats. congrats my friend what a unbelievable my cousin yo that's crazy i think my nah my cousin didn't give birth in december i don't know she had a baby around that same time too that's wow what are the odds in life oh yeah you gotta be oh Amari, it's a nice name, bro. I like that. Yo, that is a fire name, bro. I like that middle name. Goes hard. Middle name's fire. All right, now let's move it on to our. We're kind of get more to a, a predictions thing here before we wrap up the Super Bowl talk. Who's gonna win MVP, Caleb? Uh, I'm gonna give it to Chris Godwin. Um, he's been kind of, uh, you know not performing up to the level that we have expected Chris Godwin to perform at going back to last season. You know, Mike has been the center of attention when it comes to wide receivers and Chris Godwin's dealt with drops here in the playoffs. He, he had a touchdown that he dropped. He should have caught. He's hasn't really, you know, balled out like we have seen him. So I think he's going to have a big game. Um, I mean, this chief secondary is not the best secondary and, you know, all their attention is going to be on Mike. Um, so I think Godwin's going to have a huge game here. It was easy for me. It was either between Godwin or, or I think Rojo, um, I think they have an explosive game too now that he's fully healthy and their knee's not on a limit either um, instead of Leonard Fournette. So I think we'll see Rojo get to start back again for the Bucks running back. But, um, yeah, I'm just going out on fire here and say Chris Godwin. Now, Alex, let me tell you something. I'll give you a little insider trading here, insider betting. How many chicken colors can I eat in one sitting over under three and a half? I, you can legitimately sell your house – Put the money on the over. Three and a half. Do you see That's the nothing. size of it? Three and a half. That's like one sandwich, bro. 
I got I'm taking down five six easy, bro. You don't understand. It ain't no problem. Caleb, do you think uh, the best he goes after this season? Ooh. I think Fournette's probably gone. Uh, I think he, he, you know, somebody will probably give him a contract just after seeing what he was able to do in this short time in Tampa Bay, and he was able to not, you know, fight with the front office like he did at Jacksonville. So um, everybody knows what was going on there in Jacksonville. None of the players wanted to play there. Everybody wanted out. So it wasn't just Leonard Fournette who had those issues. Jalen Ramsey made it very well known that he did not want to be there, and he did not agree with what the front office was doing or anything like that. There were so many disagreements. So I think Fournette probably leaves somewhere else because teams are going to be like, okay, you know, Leonard Fournette's worth the risk here. He's not really that type of person. Uh, but I think I think Ronald Jones stays. Um, I think the Bucks are, you know, just getting Ronald into his groove after his, you know, subpar first season for them. So um, I think Ronald Jones is probably going to be a much better back, you know, here in the next couple years and then before his time starts to slow down as a running back. So um, I think I think Ronald stays. Josh, who you got for MVP, baby? It would help if you we could hear you. you're muted, buddy. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I want to say Mahomes, but I think someone on the Chiefs defensive side of the ball is going to have a monster impact, kind of like when Malcolm Smith did it for the Seahawks. I think someone like Tyron Matthew or, or you know, maybe Chris Jones has a, a monster game and, and does something special to make that defense just just hurt the Bucks a lot. So I think somebody on the defense side of the ball for the Chiefs is going to step up big and win it. Now let me ask you guys something. Did you really think that I was going to pick anybody else than my dad? No, didn't think you were going to answer. I, I, I mean, that's why I didn't pick him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. I just want. I just want to make sure. Oh, look at that! The way Josh and kind of jokes. Not joke, bro. Yeah, I just don't like. Here. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't like Josh. I just needed somebody to do the show with, and he was, you know, the only person available at the time. So Still putting my name in your mouth, bro. I'm, bro, I'm taking inquiries for all you people watching out there. Don't worry about it. Ain't no problem. Ain't no big deal. Now, one last prediction for this game. We got it. We got to finally predict it, baby. Who's coming home with the Super Bowl championship? I think I know where Caleb's going to go, so I'll start with Josh. I'm going with the Chiefs. I think. Uh, I think they're. See gonna now you got to change my name out here, bro. Really, that's nothing. crazy, bro. That's crazy, bro. No, like it's fine. It's all right, bro. Everybody got the power to do it. Ain't no problem. Access like that. I think that uh, the Chiefs are going to win it. I picked them to win it since week one, since we started. So I think they're still going to finish it off. I do That's think it'll be a close. Something, right? Dude, I picked the Panthers all 16 weeks. Don't sit here and act like what I was. What about the playoffs? Can you remind the people? One week you got lucky because you picked the Browns. Don't act like you strategically were like, oh, I know the Browns are beating the Steelers, dude. I mean, but, all I know is I won again. But continue, sorry. Yeah, you're done. I'm about to mute you. I think that the Chiefs are going to win. I think it'll be really high scoring. So I'm going with a final score of 35-28. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not a bad pick. I think it's going to be a close game as well. I think whoever <laughs> – I would take those. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, you know, it's going to come down to probably the last two minutes who's got the ball last. Uh, but uh, I think, you know, Mahomes getting the better last year of, of Brady and everything. So – um, I think that's going to change this time around. Tom Brady's not going to let it happen. So I think Tom's going to come out with this win, and I'm just going to flip the score of what they had in week 14, and I'm going to go 27-24 bucks over the Chiefs. Well, listen, let me tell you something. First of all, I took the over in this game, so I'm going to need to be high scoring. Second of all, you know, I don't pick against 
dad very often. And if damn Stray is not going to start this week either, I'll tell you that. So we're going go. 38, 35 bucks. Big oh. High scoring game, baby. There's going to be some fireworks. Uh, like Josh's name says, I only take L, so he's probably going to be wrong again. Man <laughs> didn't even notice. <laughs> but listen, I gotta go. I gotta go with. Listen, Bray is my favorite athlete of all time. I know if, if LeBron's playing anything, you guys are taking LeBron too. So listen, I got. I gotta roll with my boy. All right, that wraps up that. But before we uh, before we move on to complete that Super Bowl. And, you know, Josh made the doc. And let me tell you something. Josh did a wonderful job making this doc. Josh is, you know, kind of taking over as, as you know, producing the show a little bit. It's because your boy's back in school. I'm a little busy, bro. I, I got two classes today. I'm learning how to negotiate and journalism one on Mondays. So, you know, you know, I'm a little busy sometimes. So Josh makes the doc. And he came up with this. What is your favorite Super Bowl memory? Now. We, you know, feel free to say it in the in the comments as well. I know Alex is in here. You're like 63, so you remember all of the Super Bowls. But Caleb, what's your favorite Super Bowl memory? Uh, I mean, personally, just being a Bucks fan, you know, Ronnie Barber getting the pick six um, against the Eagles was was huge. Uh, was that yeah Super Bowl? Um, was it Super Bowl? I don't know. But my favorite one is when what's his name for the Giants caught. Yeah, I was gonna say Listen, um, that's a great one. I will one. literally remove you from this show. I'll say <laughs> the Giants wide receiver making that catch. What is David his name? Ty- like, David yeah, David Tyree. Okay, that's what I thought it was. But uh, that catch, unbelievable. It was like the sports science on that was ridiculous. There's no way in hell he should have even been close to doing that but it happened um and then just an amazing upset because nobody thought you know Eli Manning and, and the Giants had a chance in that game to to beat the Patriots and that to happen was you know pretty awesome I felt like the whole United States rejoiced when that happened because you know was, the Patriots were, were ended for at least one season all right fine but, you know I liked you before there's no problem I don't like you anymore <laughs> Dude, you can't you can't sit there and say that, that like that wasn't a like that is ingrained into everybody. Oh, it's Super ingrained, Bowl, all right. In everybody's <laughs> Super Bowl memory. Yeah, I would say the second time they played the Giants, I think that was my favorite. <laughs> no, I played. I played. <laughs> such fucking cap. But no, uh, I didn't grow up as a Panthers fan. I grew up as a Bears fan. So when Devin Hester returned the opening kickoff, I think that was definitely that was That's one of my one. Super Bowl moments. But then. The entire Steelers Cardinals game was just insane. I mean, Harrison's ninety like eight yard pick six, and then Larry was hot. And then that to- uh, that San Antonio Holmes catch was that was amazing too. So I'd say that game and uh, Hester's opening kickoff return are my favorite Super Bowl moments. That's wild. Well, let me tell you something, Patriots fan. I, my first my first few years being a Patriots fan, it was traumatic for me. You know, I, I wasn't used. To, see, here's the thing. I wasn't used to the Super Bowl winning. I was used to winning the regular season. But I hadn't seen the Super Bowl. I had seen, you know, those two Super Bowls that we spin on, that the Giants won. My, I got to go with it. And, you know, people say, it's like, I don't care. What? Philly special. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, actually, no, here's the thing. I'm stuck between two. But since it's the anniversary, I'll say, listen, Malcolm Butler's interception at the goal line. I mean, what an iconic moment. Unbelievable. And, you know, people always forget the moments leading up to it. 
you know, they're in they're in Arizona, the same place where the Tyree catch happens. Now Russell Wilson throws a deep ball, it gets batted around, somehow catches it on his back. And like the announcer said, how many times is this gonna happen to the Patriots, bro? <laughs> I, I I'll I can literally tell you everything I was doing. I that that play happened. I got up from my seat downstairs and punched the door downstairs. Very upset. See, it was a metal door, so the metal door won, not me. Then they hand the ball off to Marshawn, and Dante Hightower makes an incredible tackle. Stop him at the one-yard line. I'm pacing back and forth. I'm wondering why they're not calling a timeout. And then Malcolm Butler comes out of nowhere. Never even heard of him. Never the one play, heard of the him. One play he, was, he was in the game. The one play. <laughs> and, of course, they – see, that was the other thing I was I – was, Bro, let me tell you something. That was see, that might have been the most satisfying one for me, though. Because listen, let me tell you something. Living in New York, being a Patriots fan, it doesn't go hand in hand. So, you know, I got everybody and their grandmother texting me, yeah, what's going on? See, because here's the thing, too. When you're a fan of, of a team, I don't know if this happens to you guys, but like all because you're a fan of that team, everybody texts you and is like, yo, why are they doing this? And I'm like, oh. My bad. Let me get Bill on the phone right now so I can ask them what they're doing. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you, bro. They're like, yo, what's going on in the game? Why do you think the defense is doing this? I said, yeah, let me go dial up the playbook real quick, and I'll make sure that they can change all of it. So I got people texting me this, that, and third. And then, you know, I gave up. I gave up. I even tweeted it. I remember remember tweeting, this game's over. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the Super Bowl now as a fan. I thought it was completely over. Then they start coming back, and what a game. That was a game right there. I, the minute they got that uh, the coin flip and OT, I was like, all right, we're, we're, we're over here. Oh, what a time. What a time to be alive. <laughs> but let's uh, – we'll move it on from the Super Bowl. We're uh, – out, out, uh, yeah, we're moving on from the Super Bowl, not the NFL, because I was thinking about going to the NBA like the doc says, but I'm done. Let's go to some other NFL topics real quick. The big one that you have to discuss right now. And I, I couldn't believe it. Matthew Stafford to the Rams, baby. Kale, what do you think about it? I mean, he's definitely an upgrade over Jared Goff, in my opinion. But I do believe that they gave up too much of their draft capital for future drafts to go ahead and get Matt Stafford. Um, so, I mean, if I had to pick somebody who won the who won the trade, it would most likely be Detroit. I mean, it's hard to say that because, I mean, it's not a whole lot that you really got. And you also are now stuck with Jared Goff. So um, that that's that sucks for you guys. But uh, I don't think Matthew Stafford's going to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I, I just don't think he's, you know, that great. Um, I think he's okay. I think he can get the job done. Uh, I think he tries to. But, I mean, it's, it's going to be difficult for him to, you know, be one of the greats like the Patrick Mahomes or, you know, those guys who can make game-changing plays or or just goats like Tom Brady. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be hard. But – um, it's it's better for LA that they have Stafford, in my opinion, than than Goff. Yeah, I agree. I, I said last week on the show that I wanted Aaron Rodgers to go to the Rams. Uh, just wrong team in the division. It's still an upgrade. Still a really good move. I think that it definitely makes them better. You know, not having to rely on the defense or or try to find a running game as much with the quarterback like Stafford. But I mean. I just I don't know what the Rams have against first round picks. I guess they just hate young players and don't trust them. So they definitely lose all that draft capital for like the next decade when they, they already first round pick since golf. Since golf, yeah, like since the guy right. they just got rid of. It's it's, it's crazy. crazy. 
yeah, I, I think Stafford's a huge upgrade, though. I really think he's an underrated quarterback who's just been sort of stuck in Detroit for his entire career. So I think this is a huge upgrade, and I'm happy that Stafford finally gets to be put on a team that can actually compete. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with both of you guys. I think it's a. I definitely think it's an upgrade for sure. I don't know how you can think it's not. Uh, how big of an upgrade you can go back and forth on that, you know, as much as you want. That kind of depends on your opinion of Jared Goff and of Matthew Stafford. Like Josh said, he was kind of just wasting away in Detroit. Uh, they ruined Barry Sanders. They ruined Calvin Johnson, and they finally said, "Ah, eh, let's not ruin the third one." For, you know, so they they let him go. But here's the thing that I'm looking at. And being in New York, people are going crazy about it. If Matthew Stafford is worth three picks in Jared Goff, what in the almighty hell are you gonna have to trade to get Deshaun Watson? If you go if he goes to San Francisco, you gotta trade the state of California. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know what's what's gonna happen there, but I think, you know, like Caleb said, I'm happy for Stafford, but I think the Lions win the trade. Um I know we'll we'll talk about how Goff's going to do in Detroit a little bit later, but I mean, you get three picks, you get you know a quarterback to to kind of replace Matthew Stafford, uh, and now you got to try to draft well and, and you know rebuild the team, which they haven't really been too good at doing. But hey, listen, yeah, you, you you're going to have to be good after a while, right? I mean, even the Browns are good now, so eventually you got to turn it around. I would hope. I don't so, know. Have they even were they even good when they had Barry? So, I mean, I mean, they're they're like they the are now. They're okay. They're okay. They're is okay. The is this the best they've ever been? Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're the most talented Lions team to ever happen. See, here's my thing, bro. Like, imagine if if Matthew Stafford ever had a running back. Like, imagine if you could take like Barry Johnson and Stafford all together. Like, maybe they would actually finally do something. But it's like they always have that one piece and nothing else. Like they had Barry Sanders. They had nothing else. They had Calvin. They had nothing because Matt Stafford was young. And now they have Matt Stafford. And then they're like, yeah, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> so it's uh, it's, it's definitely a little interesting concept that they go on, that they have going on in Detroit. The bold strat. It's a bold strat to say the least. But, you know, we're going to see how things, how things uh, roll out. Now. What I'm really interested in, though, is your opinion on this, guys, is that if Stafford makes the Rams a Super Bowl contender. Well, I mean, if Jared Goff was able to, then why can't Matthew Stafford, you know? So, yeah, I think it, he makes him more of a Super Bowl contender than, than Jared Goff does. Uh, their defense is nasty. Uh, Cam Akers is coming into his second year now. Um, next season, you've got great weapons on the outside. I'm sure one of those wide receivers might be gone and you bring in somebody else, but – um, we'll see what happens, but I think it definitely does. I think they're, they were already a good team. They weren't great. Um, I think Matthew Stafford makes them great. He puts them into that upper echelon where you got to start talking about them now. Yeah, I agree with Caleb. Uh, I think, you know, if they're able to reach the Super Bowl with Jared Goff, I think you upgrade to Matt Stafford. No question, you're in that contender discussion. And plus, Matt Stafford, is he's just way more talented. You know, they don't have to rely on McVay's play calling to perfectly design a play where it's so easy for Goff to make the throw that it's not really doing anything. Stafford can make those plays on his own, so I think it definitely makes them Super Bowl contenders. Listen, all I'm saying is I think my favorite thing to come out of all of this was some meme I saw where it was like, man, imagine how much more free time Sean McVay is going to have now <laughs> that he doesn't have to make pre-snap reads all the way until the headset cuts off. And I was like, you know, that's just absolutely brilliant. But, you know, like you guys said – if 
if we think, you know, I think we're all three of us are in agreement here that Matthew Stafford is an upgrade over Jared Goff. They made it to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. I mean, I was never good at math, but that's kind of, you know, an addition by subtraction type of thing. So, uh, obviously, I think it puts them in the Super Bowl contender thing. I know I was talking to Christian before, uh, like when the trade went down, that he was happy about it. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see see what they can do. And, you know, that's the other thing that's going to be interesting. What do we think uh, Jared Goff's going to do in, in Detroit? Because, uh, listen, like I, like we've said, they kind of ruined a bunch of careers. You got to kind of hope if you're Jared Goff, you just – well, first of all, if, if there's anybody that lost in the trade, let's be real here, it's Jared Goff. Man, went from Sean McVay and Cali, bro, to like some weird-ass coach <laughs> and who said that he would bite somebody's kneecap off or, or something like that. To you know, Detroit, where I mean, I mean, come on, bro. Dude Jared Goff in, lost the trade, but Jared Goff has has lived in L.A. his whole life, and now you're headed to Detroit. But <laughs> you know that bro, man. This man doesn't even own a pair of snow snow boots. No, yeah, he doesn't have a coat in his closet, bro. He's, you know, he, bro. <laughs> I mean, listen, I always joke around that Cali people don't know how to drive in the rain. I would pay money to see Jared Goff drive in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> So there's de- he definitely lost in the trade, but I don't know. I think we're I think golf is going to kind of uh, fade into non-existence in Detroit. Honestly, I was never a, like it's it's weird. I was never a big fan of him. I never thought he was great. I never thought he was as bad as some people thought he was. Uh, he had his moments. I think he's you know mid. <laughs> like if there's a word to describe Jared Goff, it's mid. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, I think that's kind of what he is. But you know, I don't know if you guys see it any different, Josh. Uh, quickly on Stafford, did you guys know that like McVay and his wife were in Cabo, and Stafford and his wife were in Cabo, and they like met up after the trade? And Bro, they, you know, here, I another thing I was watching with, with Cowherd today, craziest like circle thing I've ever seen. So like, uh, golf, not golf. Uh, McVay was a quarterback somewhere who played the rival, and then like the rival quarterback was related to somebody. And then he ended up becoming the Lions, like, wide receiver coach. And his sister is Matthew Stafford's wife. And then, like, and it was just all, like, a complete circle. And I was like, you guys have been planning this one, haven't you? <laughs> well, I I, th- I really hope Goff does good in Detroit. You know, I'd love nothing more than to see him go there and be like, I don't suck. Like, he's just a beast or something. But I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think he's just going to be an average quarterback in a division where he'll probably finish last place for the rest of his career, most likely. So I feel bad for him, but, you know, it was the right move. Hopefully he can play well, though. They do got weapons over there, you know, Galladay and Marvin Jones. And Wasn't Galladay an agent? Oh, yeah, he is a free agent, so he might be oh, going. Martin Jones, too. I saw people say he should go to L.A. Listen, let me tell you something. If Galladay ends up in L.A., we say this about the Chiefs, too, they got to start looking into cap space, bro, because there's no way they're paying Aaron Donald $900,000 million a day, and then they're paying Jer- – you know Jared Goss' contract counts more towards the Rams than Stafford this year? <laughs> and they're paying Jalen Ramsey, too. Bro, I'm telling you right now, if they get Galladay, we got to start investigating people, bro. Because if they can do this, I want no excuses, Bill, to not bring some people over. <laughs> Sammy Watkins went to the Rams, and then like Robert Woods went to the Chiefs. Like, how do they get that cap from, dude? <laughs> Just both yeah. teams. Like, next thing I know, they're gonna the 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 Rams are gonna trade for you know George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. You know, <laughs> uh, it, uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
But Caleb, uh, what do you think about Goff in Detroit? I think Goff is on his way to being a backup for the rest of his NFL career. Um, I think that's where he's headed right now. Detroit's not going to do him any favors. Pretty much Jared Goff was successful because of Sean McVay and that offense that he was able to place, you know, Jared in these certain situations where he was able to succeed. And now he's not in that anymore. He's there with the new head coach who's never even been pretty much a coach in his life. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I know he's got all these weapons. You know, you got you got a young running back and, and Swift back there. You got an okay defense, but not a defense that's really going to stop anybody. You're going to finish last in that division for the next at least – two to three years, in my opinion. I think he's just, after this season, I think he'll either get traded to another team for fourth rounders or, or something like crazy like that. So um, I think he's just going to be, you know, one of those backup quarterbacks for the rest of his career. Unfortunately, um, I don't have a problem with golf, but I, I just think he's kind of just one of those guys. I don't know. He's just, you know, very. He's mid. Yeah, he's just, he's all right. You know, he, he's okay. But like Sean McVay made him good. Um, and that's not going to be the case when you go to Detroit. I'm sorry. What if what if straight up they traded Jalen Hurts for Jared Goff and we had a quarterback battle of Carson Wentz and Jared? Yeah, that'd be lit. <laughs> I feel I would like low key enjoy that, but you know, Wentz VP would come out on top. <laughs> I don't know, man. Pennsylvania, they're both all, mid. All for the Wentz, <laughs> The third stringer wins a starting job. <laughs> they both. Yeah, Chad Henney. <laughs> Chad Hetty comes out of nowhere. <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. We're gonna Blake, see what Blake, happens. Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles comes in as a as as a practice squad and wins the nah, job. Who's that Washington quarterback? Uh, Heineke. Heineke, yeah, Heineke's gonna get traded. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's a good. wonderful time. Well, speaking of wonderful times, I'm I'm a little I'm a little sad to see this one go, even though. I know, and you guys will know exactly what I'm talking about, right? With this statement, the ugliest throwing motion in the history of the NFL, and Philip Rivers. I'm sad to see his uh his career come to an end, and his trash talk, you know, dad garment, you know, type of trash talk, or you know, I I really like your kids type of trash. Like I don't know, he his trash talk wasn't like I don't know what it was, but it was definitely no, no. no. I'll tell you right now though, my favorite Philip Rivers moment. Is when he threw that ninety-three yard touchdown and he just starts screaming ninety yards right in the defensive tackle's face. Oh, that's some good stuff right there. But the real question is, and I think we're going to have this debate with with a lot of the quarterbacks besides Ben. Uh, you know, coming out of that draft class, is our boy Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? Caleb, I'll go with you. I say yes, uh, just based off of if he, he has great numbers. You know, you can't take that away from him. Does he have a championship ring? No. Uh, that is going to hurt his stock, I'm sure, when it comes to getting into Hall of Fame. But I think it's more than that when it comes to Phillip Rivers. It's the type of player he was in the locker room, um, the type of guy he was off the field that really, you know, made people gravitate towards him and was what going to, you know, make the Hall of Fame um, be – Perry said no. Um, make make the Hall of Fame people be like, yeah, he deserves to be in there. But um, I, I think he does. Yeah, I think he does too, just based on the fact that there's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that have zero business being in the Hall of Fame. I think the criteria, like, he, I, don't th- I don't know if he'll be first ballot. Uh, I think he'll get in there eventually just due to his career numbers. And a lot of people like to say, like, can you tell the story of football, like, without this guy? Like, that's how you know they're in the Hall of Fame. I don't think mm-hmm. you can even talk about the Chargers team without mentioning Phillip Rivers. So I think he'll make it in there just 
Because there's some running backs in there that aren't even top. Oh, see, here's my thing. I had this argument with CJ. I had this argument with CJ on, on, on his Twitch. Make sure you go check out CJ on Twitch too. Um, he he said that like he, he's kind of like Perry. He said he's close, so he just doesn't get there. The thing that I always go back to, and you know, you're right. They always say, can you tell the history of football, blah, blah, Don't care. Didn't ask. Um, bro, Joe Namath is in the Hall of Fame, bro. The man has more interceptions and touchdowns. Why is he in the Hall of Fame? The only reason he's in the Hall of Fame is because he won that one game. Like, he won Super Bowl three. That is the only reason he's there. So, like, if I don't know what the criteria is here. He called it. I mean, yeah. And he had a night, he had a beautiful coat. He was a a ladies' man. So, I respect the game. But, I mean, bro, I put up better numbers like that in Madden. He was a Hall of Famer before he got to the league, man. They just knew already. Yeah, no, uh, they, you're probably right. I think. Listen, I think Phil gets in. I think. I think you're, I'm like you, Josh. It's probably like a fourth, fifth ballot type of thing. First ballots uh, to me out of the question, uh, to say the least. But I think he ends up getting in. You know who shouldn't get in though? And this isn't even on the script, but I'm going to say this because I mean it. Eli Manning. Disgusting. He's not a Super Bowl champ, man. Come on, bro, two time, two bro, time, bro. Two of them against the, the man guy. has a 500 career record. Led the league in interceptions twice. One, like, two, I don't two care. Bowls against the goat. That's all right. <laughs> he's got to be. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be in. He'll, no, no, he'll make it. I know he will. I just had to put my two cents in. Don't deserve it. Don't care. He gets yeah. he gets a silver jacket, no gold. Okay, <laughs> sick of it. Stop letting people in the Hall of Fame. Too easy these days. Now, let's switch it over to the NBA after, you know, a lot of football talk. You know, we're winding down too, Josh. Things are going to start getting interesting here because we really haven't had a uh, – we, we haven't done this show without football. Yeah. So after next week, you know, next week we'll be breaking down the Super Bowl and everything like that. Then after that, it's, it's basketball season, baby. So I might, I might have to start paying attention a little bit more. But – um. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. And then you know, after you know, a little bit later, Josh, you know what time it is too. <laughs> it's baseball season, baby. I'm excited. Bro. I'm, excited. You know, I'm, I know, I'm sure you're guy, super man. excited. I'll have my baseball jerseys out too, man. It'll be nice. I'm a Cowboys fan. That's disgusting, kind. You know, listen, Harry, <laughs> you you lost all credibility with your first sentence. You said, "I'm a Cowboys fan." Instantly stopped listening. Sorry, but you know, moving on to the NBA, like I said. Westbrook is playing great. If he's back to, you know, the form he was in, in the OKC days, are the Wizards a playoff team, Josh? I would lean towards no. I think they'd have to go on a pretty impressive win streak, like right now, to put themselves in a position like that because they're the bottom of the East. But most of those teams that are right outside have 11 to 12 wins, and the Wizards have, I mean, 11 to 12 losses, and the Wizards have 12 losses. But just looking at the teams in the East, like they they won't get any higher than an eight seed if they somehow do make it. Uh, I would say the Hawks would probably make it before they do. Um, I don't know. I just I think if Russell Westbrook can play at this level, we already know that Beal's going to be averaging thirty five this season. I think it comes down to all those other guys, though. You know, they've have lost Thomas Bryant for a lot of this season already. Rui Hachimura hasn't played as much, so I think it's really going to come down to those role players. I would lean towards no. But I could see them sneaking in as an eight seed if if Russ can go on a tear with Beal. Uh, absolutely not. It's not gonna happen. Um, <laughs> you can see Russ have a good game here and there, but he just can't. He's not consistent enough for him to be playing at that level consistently, night in, night out. Um, he just has lost it. I don't. He's just 
he doesn't have that step he used to have. Um, he still tries to have that have that same ferocity that he did. But uh, when you're not playing well, you kind of lose that. You know, you start getting down on yourself. No matter who you are, I don't care who it is that it happens. So um, no, it's not going to happen. They're not making the playoffs this year. Yeah, it hurts me to say I don't think they'll make the playoffs either because obviously me and Josh, OKC fans, I love my boy Russ. He 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 stuck with us when nobody would. Yeah, but um. Uh, I just don't see it, man. It's I remember, I think it was I mean, it was my brother actually who like read off something. He he had like 162 points on 160 shots or something like that, and I was like, that's just that's just, as, as Charles Barkley would say, that's terrible. Like that's just not good. So, uh, like you said, Caleb, I think when you're I think when you're on a certain level of greatness, you know, you can pull one out every once in a while. Uh, obviously, against the Nets, he did that. I you know down the line can you do that again but i don't think it can be done on a consistent basis and i think that's kind of when you see i hate using this term because it sounds like max kellerman when people hit the cliff of you know not being as great of a player as it used to be like i said you can do it you know once every five games but you can't do it on an every night basis like he was doing in his mvp season in okc or he was doing before that or even you know a couple of years after that but yeah, I don't see them making the playoffs, which I did at the beginning of the year. I remember my manager was like, you think uh, the Knicks can make it? And I was like, well, first of all, you're a Knicks fan, so you're already delusional, but I'm going to pick the <laughs> Wizards over them. And now I kind of look dumb. And the, the, Nets, the Knicks haven't been terrible. I mean, they're still bad. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I don't, I don't see uh, I don't see the Wizards making it either. I, uh, I agree with you, Caleb, but we're going we're gonna to see what, what, what goes on here. Now, this is another thing that Josh put in the show. And I didn't even realize it because, you know, I pay attention, but, uh, you, know, uh, you know, sometimes things slip the mind. This is our 24th episode. And, of course, when you think of 24, you can only think of one person, baby. That's Kobe Bryant. Now, his passing was like, what, a month now? Right, no, 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 not like a month, but, you know, like a month ago, like a year, that yeah. was a year anniversary. That's what I yeah. meant. Um. So definitely always still think about it. I mean, watching this stuff when, when you know, they were talking about it again, it definitely it, – it's still surreal to me. Like it, it doesn't – it still doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, you know, they always – they talk about it and, you know, you see clips here or there of people saying was or I used to and instead of talking in the present tense and it's just – it still kind of weirds me out in, in a certain way. But, you know, with all that being said, I think – uh, Kobe, if anybody would kind of want us to move on and tell us to shut up, uh, have that you know mentality of just moving forward, mama mentality. So, with that being said, what's your favorite Kobe memory, Josh? Actually, no, no, I'm not gonna start. I'm gonna start with Caleb because I know you're a, well, you're a Lakers fan, but you know whatever. Um, yeah, I'm a LeBron fan, but you know I root for Lakers. Are, but I also watch Kobe. So I mean, there, I mean, there's two that really stick out to me, and that's the 81 point game, and then there's the Achilles tear. Um, where he comes and just hits the free throws back to back. And those are my two biggest Kobe memories that I am just so fond of because not only does it show his strength, but it shows the tenacity and the level that he just wanted to destroy a team at. Like, sorry, Jalen Rose, but you were just getting picked on all fucking night. Like that, he he knew that you were guarding him and he knew that he was just going to drop your drawers in the middle of wherever y'all were playing. And that's what exactly what he did. He just put you on a map. So uh, those would be my two big moments. It's hard for me to pick one between those two. Well, so let me tell you something. That commercial that Kobe and Jalen have, How many fantastic. Olives do you want? How many olives you want? 81. <laughs> <laughs> but, Josh, what you got? 
Yeah, man. Rest in peace, Kobe. You know, still crazy that he's not here anymore. But my favorite by far is his last game, the 60, man. I mean, that was that's, fun just, too. that's just the most Kobe thing ever, you know. Like, it's his last game. Everyone expects him to go out with a bang. But I think he might have sat down for two minutes in the first quarter. And then he played the entire rest of the game and was taking all the shots he wanted, dropped 60, had the comeback win, game-winning jumper. It was, it was just everything Kobe, you know, and you didn't expect anything less. So that was by far my favorite Kobe moment. Um, I'm going to go on a, on a different route here. Uh, for the simple fact, I, I got into basketball a little bit later uh, in my life for sure. I paid attention to baseball. I paid attention to football. And basketball was always just kind of there. Like if it was on, I would watch it for five minutes. I just it just never really, you know, interested me too much. So I missed basically Kobe's career, if I'm being honest. You know, I remember his last game, obviously. And I think I think I might have been switching between it that and the Warriors going for 73. Uh so I didn't even like watch the entire thing because like I said, I was just never into basketball like that. And I and but I and you know after he passed and they replayed the game, I sat down and I watched that entire thing. And I, looking back on it, I wish I did watch it in the moment. Um, but you know, I think it's just everything that we've heard about Kobe after uh, his passing, for sure. That I, that I think my favorite memory is, you know, which is it's just kind of weird to say and that's not like an on court thing. But because you, you looked at the on-court stuff and i know you guys can talk about it better than me and you know i obviously i've seen him play it's not like i've never watched a you know a kobe game or a highlight or anything like that but you see such a, like a fierce competitor and everything like that and then to come off the court and it's just a completely different person you know i think my favorite thing and and still the thing that's hardest to watch um is the oh gosh i don't i, I don't want to mess up her name but i'm going to i think it's Eileen duncan like the espn reporter who said that when she was pregnant, she saw Kobe and then, like, you know, she was talking to him about being a girl dad and that and that whole thing uh, when she was like, well, what are you going to do if if you have another girl when when uh, they were trying to get pregnant again? He was like, well, I would have he was like, I would have four more girls. You know, they're awesome. I'm a girl dad. And then, you know, we started talking about Gianna and she, that's when she you know starts tearing up and everything like that. So I think, you know, just those stories is is crazy because, you know, I think us as fans, we put people on a pedestal. Um, to say the least, we kind of look up to people, you know, we're all into sports. If it's, you know, Brady, LeBron, Kobe, you know, I always looked up to Jeter as a kid as well. You kind of put them on a pedestal and then to hear from other people that they're just kind of normal, <laughs> like they're, they're us. They're just really good at something. Uh, and to hear those stories, it was just really refreshing and, uh, and nice to hear, but definitely still, still a crazy, crazy thing that Kobe is not here, but uh, definitely never going to be uh forgotten to say the least so but from there we'll move it on you know we'll get out of the we'll get out of the bag real quick okay because we're gonna we'll end the show on my favorite segment now josh here's my thing i thought you changed the name of this i thought you changed it to this (laughs) oh i thought we we changed the name like last week you might have. You didn't tell me about it. I, I, well, you know, well, whatever. We're going to stop the cap either way. Caleb, you go ahead. You know, this is where we like to call each other out, call anybody out in the world. Listen, stop capping, bro. Uh, I don't want to go first. I'll go first. I'll go, <laughs> I, Josh, I, you go first. County, 
saying Eli Manning's not a Hall of Famer is even if you were just saying it because you're a salty Patriots fan. Nope. It's just absolute bullshit, bro. He's a Hall of Famer. Five hundred career record, bro. For sure happening, man. No, I was gonna happen. I would love to say that Von Miller and Peyton Manning and that entire Broncos roster is on hold. Like all those dudes aren't gonna be Hall of Famers that were good on that team. But it's not the case, man. Garbage. Led the league in interceptions like three times, bro. Missed the playoffs constantly. All right, congratulations. Quarterback in his listen, family. listen quarterback you know what? Family, he beat Brady twice. Man. Listen, twice. he's the definition of a broke clock is right twice a day. He was right twice in his entire life. And neither yeah. one of them he should have won. If David Tyree didn't have a stick of gum on his helmet, he doesn't win it. Anyway, <laughs> Caleb, go ahead. Um, first off, I want to call Perry out for saying Philip Rivers isn't going to get in the Hall of Fame. Um, in in, in the comments. Um, other than that, I, I want to call out Josh for saying that uh, the Super Bowl, the Chiefs are going to win by a touchdown. Uh, that's a little ridiculous with, between these two. Teams. Thirty seconds on the clock. It's going to be it's going to be too close to call. Too close to call. It'll be it'll be a field goal or or something wild like that. So. Uh, a touchdown between these two teams who are the best two teams in the NFL. You got the GOAT versus the young GOAT coming up. So um, it's going to be exciting, and it's going to be much closer than Josh says. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying, I'm not even going to call either one of you out. I'm going to call out everybody that's putting Brady's legacy versus Mahomes' legacy on the line in this game. Listen, bro, let me tell you something. It's going to be a fun game. Brady's going to go, I don't care if Mahomes wins this game or not. I, I saw it today. Yo, if, if Mahomes wins, is he going to be the GOAT? Are you out of your mind? I don't care if he goes back-to-back because you want to know who the last person to go back-to-back was? Tom. So until he got six rings, ten Super Bowl appearances, I don't want to hear Nathan. Not a damn thing. Okay? <laughs> We're going to calm down here. Mahomes is great. You know, fun to watch. Mr. No-look passes, which, you know, everybody likes to think that he created. But listen to Aaron Rodgers talk. Matthew Stafford actually is the one that started doing all that stuff. So let's let's calm down in the hype train here a little bit, Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll calm down a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sick of all you people trying to put Brady's, Brady's legacy on the line, bro. Are you out of your mind? Ten Super Bowls. <laughs> the man's winning without Bill Belichick, which all of you guys said he was a product of. I don't want to hear nothing about my dad like that ever again. This is just a Patriots rant. I don't remember what your stop the cap was. <laughs> what did I'm, you say? Bro, all the people that are saying that Mahomes got to be the GOAT after this, you're out of your mind. You lost me like a really Earhart, bro. Can't, you can't find me. <laughs> But with that being said, oh, my headphone falling out and everything like that, bro. Unbelievable. But with that being said, we'll end it there. And before we go, of course, we got to thank the sponsors one more time, baby. So if you're into the betting world, like all of us are here, make sure you go over to mybookie.ag. Use code USM100 to double your first deposit up to $1,000. This man, Josh, putting out player props now. Caleb betting, you know, $3,000 on Dalvin Cook scoring a touchdown all the time. <laughs> so everybody's into the betting world, so make sure you go over to mybookie.ag, use code USM100. And then with your winnings, of course, make sure you go to rxhemp.com, use code rxhemp-usn to see if you 10% on your order. Caleb, if you want to talk about that real quick again, go ahead, because I know you're a big fan. Yeah, it's great stuff. Hot cold therapy, all natural CBD, pain relief cream. Use it on, you know, achy joints. Uh, you know, if you used to play sports like myself back in the day, if you're on your feet every single day, rub it on your knees, rub it on your back. You got elbow, you got tendonitis, you got, you know, rotator cuff surgery back in the day. You just 
stuffhemp.com. It's it's great hot and cold therapy, all natural stuff right there for you guys. Hot and cold therapy is the best thing ever. So uh, even you know if you just take a sniff of it, you know, clear your sinuses right up. So all you guys up north dealing with this snow stuff who are getting sick, getting your colds, getting your sinus infections, go grab yourself this stuff and just sniff it. Even you know it's cool. It's cool. Oh, Caleb out here sniffing things, bro. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about all that. It's like Vicks vapor rub. It's like Vicks vapor rub, bro. So it smells like. Now that no way to way to backpedal there, guy. I'm proud of you. Hamstrings are strong, but um, and then of course with your leftover money, make sure you go over to Teespring slash store slash unwrapped. Almost forgot it, but I didn't because I'm a professional. Uh, and you check out the store. We got great things over there. We got hoodies, which I wore while I was shoveling some snow out there. Kept me nice and cozy, as I should say. I got the, listen, I was talking to Caleb before. I got the poster here, but I just can't find room on the wall to put up. So we got everything that you need. We got fanny packs for you creepy LA people that wear fanny packs still. Like you, Perry, wear it over your shoulder. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here? But, um. <laughs> We got everything you want, so make sure you go over to the store and make sure you also check out what everybody else has. Gen Z got some fire merch over there, if I say so myself. Caleb has his merch. We got Ladies First. We got Backstop Banter, our other show. Or my other show, I should say. Um, we got uh, Business Casual Basketball. I mean, listen, if there's a show out there, they probably have merch as well. So make sure you go check them out. And, you know, I'll even throw this one out there as well. We got a Patreon now, baby. A dollar, you just support us. Ten dollars, I believe there's an Amazon uh, card giveaway. Oh, five? It's five. Five. One, oh. five, ten. One, oh, five, one, ten. five, ten. So I was wrong before. See, I said one, ten, and twenty. Is one, five, <laughs> bro, one, five, and ten? That's light work. That's one, that's one dog coin, baby. <laughs> but um, <laughs> make sure you go check out the Patreon. One dollar sports is five. You got the Amazon. Uh, gift card giveaway you're entered in uh and then ten dollars is a signed jersey giveaway so make sure you go check out the patreon support unwrapped you know we're trying to create the best content out there for you so make sure you go check that out now with all of that being said we'll wrap it up there kale what do you got for the people before we hit the diddy bob you know just just follow me at chs Noel right down here that's my twitter at um you guys can follow my shows at saturday standouts usn on twitter as well also um keeping it blunt with perry that both of those shows are on wednesday back to back you got saturday standouts first then keeping it blunt right afterwards at 9 p.m eastern time 6 p.m pacific um so it's great stuff you know great content one's more pop culture one's more focused on you know um you know we're getting ready for the draft here so it's more about you know college football moving into the draft right now um usually it's more about college football during that season and then we get into you know more of a draft process afterwards so um great stuff going over there unwrapping these unwrap these bands um making a comeback right now as well a live reaction gambling show that we started way back when when the playoffs uh, are going on in the nba that's getting jumped up and going um you know coming on here with you guys i want to say thank you again for having me on this is my second time on gen z sports so i I'm, i've always loved to come on here with you guys and you know just kind of you know, spit a little game and, and see what we got going on in the sports world, no matter what it is. So um, always a pleasure, you know, you know, just talking it up with you guys. Yeah, definitely Josh, appreciate you, you coming on, Caleb. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jolin underscore four. Like Connie said, I've been posting my player props because I started posting them because I was on fire for like four <laughs> days. I just wasn't. <laughs> I was like, I can't keep this to myself. And then, of course, this weekend I go on there and I'm just awful. Well, you, but, as soon as you do that, that's what happens. Yeah. So, <laughs> Listen, Josh, we'll stop posting them and just send them to me. I can use a little cash. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, maybe. But uh, make sure you come back next Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern. 
for some more Gen Z sports. Yes, sir. As Josh said, you know what? Shout out Caleb for coming on, bro. Always a always a pleasure having you on. One of my one of my favorites out here in US. I don't know if I'm gonna get in trouble for saying that, but you know what? Who cares? <laughs> um, yeah, and also make sure you check out Gen Z. We do this every Monday, 7 Eastern. It's always a good time. Uh if you missed the show or you're coming in late, we always post the podcast next day or the day after available. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, you know, basically anywhere you can get podcasts, it's available. Uh, just type in generational sports and it'll pop up right there for you. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Anthony Conover underscore, or follow the page that we kind of run for this show, which is Gen Z Sports. Uh Backstop banter Thursdays, 10 Eastern. We uh, have a we have a nice little exciting guest on on this week. Uh, former player in the MLB, Ivan DeJesus Jr. is going to be coming on again, or will be coming on along with Dolan Corner, who we've had on for like, I believe this is his third time coming on. <clears throat> so exciting news going on there. And then, you know, we use, we're, we've been breaking down all the ML, all the teams in the MLB leading up to uh, opening day. So after this show, we'll get back into that. But Definitely uh, excited for this episode, to say the least. You know, a former player in the MLB, and it's a show about baseball, so I mean, what else could you really ask for? And then finally, do a lot of Twitch stuff, baby. If you got Amazon and you, and you got Twitch, and you got no, no, if you got Amazon Prime, then that means you also have a Twitch Prime sub, and it's free. It's free for you, but it supports your boy. So make sure you go follow me on Twitch, Anthony underscore Conover. Always streaming stuff going on over there. But that'll do it for this episode of Generation Sports as as we said before, Caleb, thank you for coming on. It's always a great time. But we will see you boys next Monday. <laughs>